When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stop going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that implores you to consider the environment this Pride Month, and instead of throwing away your rose bottles, keep them around to use as butt plugs. It's <laughs> so big. It's your. Tar- it can be like a target, like a goal, your stretch goal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Gantz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality, and today. We're going to talk about the totally comfortable and not at all controversial topic of people of color. Uh, yeah, we are. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Time is real weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My own voice scared me. <laughs> Great. Yeah, we, we, we actually recorded the episode already. We've said this a couple of times recently. We, I don't know how much people care about how we make the podcast. Yeah. Usually we record on Sunday or Monday. And then the episode comes out on Thursday. But this, we recorded the main episode almost a week ago. Mm-hmm. And now we're just getting around to doing our part at the beginning. Yeah. So we already know what we talked about. Although I kind of forget. I forget too. Real drunk. I part think, of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, I think, I, if I remember correctly, I was very insightful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're welcome, everybody. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, hopefully the first of, we, this has been a requested topic. Uh, the people have sent, many people have sent in, uh, we're glad we're talking about it. Not going to be the last time we talk about race, um, but we did want to bring in, especially for Pride, a lot of guests from uh, all over the LGBT spectrum, and we'll uh, keep having more racial conversations. <laughs> it doesn't sound like what I want it to sound like. We're going to have more conversations about race uh, in the future, but... I was really nervous and reluctant to do this episode when we first came up with the idea because I didn't want to seem like we were pandering or like we were, um, you know, like we were just going to have this w- w- people of color on for one time and that's it. We did yep, it. Yep. Like, we've we achieved our goal. People of color are here and now we've fixed everything. But something that, something that you said actually made me feel a lot better, which is you know, we haven't necessarily gone out of our way or done enough, but we've we've had l- lots of different kinds of people on the show before and yeah uh it's not like it's been just wall-to-wall white people and then this one episode so. yeah, yeah yeah you and yeah uh if your family aside <laughs> yeah, exactly. it has not just been <laughs> gay white men um well actually i mean your family is mostly straight so um yeah of our guests we've had a uh, we've actually had a when i looked back on it pretty big variety in terms like in all different parts of the lgbt uh, world so yep. yeah this i think this is the most like we sat down with our guests beforehand i mean we do that with a lot of people to like uh, figure out the topic but I, I feel like a lot of it was like help us not fuck this up yeah, like, help, help us do this right <laughs> yeah, yeah we want it we're trying to do this right we want to do this in a way that's useful and a conversation and so at least uh you know we're trying to think about it and hopefully that comes across and hopefully we all learn something yep um, and we've, uh, we're, we're not going to do the news this time just to make room for, you know, more, more time for conversation. Not that we've ever stopped just having the episodes be as long as we want them to be. <laughs> but so this isn't a three hour episode. We'll skip yeah. the news this week. Yeah. Um, but, but first, but first, uh, I want to say thank you to a couple of our 
Patreon. Don't you dare, Mike. You looked it. at you looked at me <laughs> with your eyes and face that yep. said you want to make a comment. Yep. Yep. I the, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do I make you self conscious? I hope no, I hope no. not because because no. with all the shit that I say you should be. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of those like it I know I recognize it's probably one of your pet peeves, mm. but you just need to suck it up and deal with it. Great. So yeah. For sure. So here we are. Yeah, just like Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to deal with them? Yep. True. Okay. Uh, I want to say thank you to Kate Hamilton. A Patreon. Wait, that's a lady name. You don't know. And does she get tickets to Hamilton for having that name? Yes. She gets free admittance. Kate, be friends with us so we can go to Hamilton. Hamilton and also to any history book. Yep. She gets it for free. She can just take it, <laughs> which is pretty lucky. Don't you know who I am? I'm, I'm a Hamilton. <laughs> uh, I wonder if she is related some in some way to the Hamilton. Um, and also, thank you to Daniel Godfrey. Daniel Godfrey? Any relation to Gilbert? wait thanks for pledging <laughs> wow that was really good thanks thanks daniel for all you've done no yours is better okay that's fine but thank you to all of our patreon supporters we appreciate you you're we, pretty great we appreciate you speaking of which we have a hundred words this week before i go into this though you all need to send it in a little bit earlier if you have a time-sensitive thing going on. M more like insight into how we make the show. We usually record on Sunday or Monday, so if you want it to be on the episode for Thursday of any given week, get to us like at, at least the weekend before. This is also a weird one. I feel like we recorded stuff earlier than usual, and so yeah, we couldn't. Anyway. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, so... Here we go. Yeah. Oh, so if you are a patron at a, at a certain level, then you get to send in a hundred words to be read on the air and um, make Mike say anything. Make Mike say anything, and you can uh, you can do it over and over again too. So like, just because we've maybe said your hundred word spiel, feel free to send in more and more. We'll take care of whose turn it is and what, mm -hmm. what's fair, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So here we go. Hey guys. Brandon Pettigrew here, again utilizing my 100 words for my birthday on the 13th, and hopefully in time for this week's episode. It's mm. not. So here goes. <laughs> but happy, be oh, happy wait, belated birthday. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. Holy doot doot in the poop shoot, Batman. <laughs> it's Brandon's birthday today. He's totes awesome and deserves all the loving today. He also recently moved in with his boyfriend, so it's time for some top-notch mm. BBC slinging and booty popping. <laughs> Shout out to the Facebook group and also the newly created Snapchat group. Dicks are here. Peace and love to everyone. Also, happy pride. Happy birthday, pride, moving in and using the phrase poop shoots. <laughs> you could work on all of that all, shit. All the things. So many things. Also, now it's very clear you will read the information surrounding the hundred words. Which at, at my discretion. At your discretion. <laughs> I mean, your discretion has led you to say it. So be very careful about what you include in messages to us. Yeah. Uh, but happy birthday, Brandon. Happy birthday, Brandon. Thanks for the words. Um, and the poop shoot. <laughs> So gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so, so should we talk about race? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. After we just explained to them we already did it. I don't think we have to do the pretending. We sometimes do a little bit of pretending on this podcast to work our, our podcast magic. But how do you feel about the conversation we had with the three uh, guys that joined us? So 
I thought the dynamic at the beginning was interesting. With most of our guests, we sit down before the show and talk things through, like here's what to expect and here's what's going to, you know, mm-hmm. how we just, we go through a lot of stuff in this sort of pre-show chit chat. And uh, it was really clear that a lot of things were a way bigger deal to us than they were to <laughs> them, <laughs> right? Because uh, we're also friends with uh, at least two out of the three. One's brand new to our social circuit. But uh, so we're sort of casual and friends anyway, right? Um but when we were like, hey, should we say this or that? Or how do we lead this? Or are you guys comfortable with this or, or that? And like just sort of dumb stares. Like, what the fuck are you just asking for? Let's do just whatever. do this Just shit. sit down and <laughs> record like an episode. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, but I, I mean, yeah. So we probably did overthink it, be overly worried and overly sensitive about it. But I'm uh, at the same time... Maybe that's what everyone could do when thinking about issues of race rather than not thinking about it enough, which is probably what most people do. So, yep. um, you know, I think it's like like a lot of things, the more discussions you have about race, about transgender issues, about non-binary issues, like the more you talk about it, disability issues, the more you figure out how to say it and become less awkward in saying it. Um, and so I, I like that we're having a lot of guests on for this pride month. So, you know, partly just we, and hopefully our listeners can learn about these things and become more comfortable talking about them and comfortable in the wording and, and not feel like you have to tiptoe around things. Because if there's anything we've been trying to do, it's that like, let's just, let's just say shit. Like, like let's just say it uh, instead of ignoring it or trying to be too overly PC about it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. There's there's also um we don't speak for all gay people so it's totally unreasonable mm-hmm. to expect a person of color to speak for all people mm-hmm. of color mm-hmm. much less their specific color yeah. right yeah, like, yeah and and so just I guess I wanted to put up up front in case we didn't talk about it in the episode because it's been long enough to go now I don't really remember plus the whole drunk thing <laughs> um uh, these are three people of color they don't represent all people of yeah. color and they're just representing their own views and uh, I really appreciate a lot of the things that they had to say yeah totally so uh, we're going to take a break and when we come back we will have Xander Hurley Jake Leon Guerrero and Kevin Tuvey on to talk about this stuff yeah so should we take a break let's take a break let's take a break Break. Race break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're we, here with these guys. We're here with the some people. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, do we want to maybe go around the circle and have y'all give us a quick introduction, starting with Xander? Okay, I'm Xander. I am a trans man from Atlanta, Georgia, and I've lived in Seattle for about five years now. And... How did you meet us? I fangirled through a friend <laughs> and met Mike at, I met him at Queer Bar Trivia, where I lost. What was the topic? Really bad. There wasn't a topic. It wasn't one of the uh, themed ones. Theme yeah, oh. and it wasn't a theme night. You just lost at general knowledge? Just lost in general knowledge. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Well, Kyle came to 30 Rock Trivia one night and will not go back because we didn't win. He's real mad. I, well, okay, there's a thing about being forgetful where I've watched it, like, probably eight times total all the way through, but still it's like, yeah, that one episode where they talk about a lot of stuff. Anyway. Um, welcome, Xander. <laughs> uh, Jake? Uh, my name is Jake. I am a cis gay male because like the fast food people, you'll probably be inclined to call me ma'am. Uh, via <laughs> voice. And so I have been living in Seattle for three years and I met Mike and Kyle through mutual friends and gaming 
And I think that's all. Cool. I don't do trivia night because I'm not that smart. <laughs> I, I, I did it the once and it didn't work. So I hear you. I mean, it's at a gay bar, and like sometimes we need help with the uh, like your Bailey Wick. You know what I JK, mean? JK. The only time I did trivia night, I actually won. So yeah. <laughs> that's, this is all you need to know I about Jake. I'm smart. Right there. <laughs> Great. Yeah, before we even started the show, Jake's like, can you edit me to sound stupid? Because he's not. He's super not. It's my superpower, pretending to be dumb. Uh, and Kevin. Uh, hi, I'm Kevin. I'm 31 and single. What else? Oh. <laughs> uh, I've been in Seattle for about 12 years now, and I organized the local Seattle, the local Pride Parade. Like, the the parade like the, the parade the entire yes. thing when you say like i just want to make people know like the pride parade in seattle yes if you come to seattle and there's a really big pride parade i'm the weird person behind it <laughs> well welcome everyone we're very excited to have you on uh to talk about your perspective so we talk about gay stereotypes on the show um a lot of people assume that uh that gay people are the gay white stereotypes um, or at least that's my perception of it. So I'm curious to get your take on, are there other stereotypes uh, that are out there that apply specifically to LGBT people of color? That was a really <laughs> deep one to start. My oh, God. sorry. Let's start with, do you have any puppies? I fucking hate dogs. <laughs> oh, that's right. I don't. You're, I no, but, you're a, but you're a cat person. Cats, yeah. Which is, that's one of the things Only I don't like Only because I like, like big dogs. You. And oh. I, I don't want to live in an apartment with oh a big dog. Oh, my God. Okay, so first of all, this one tells me, like, asked me about my cat who died earlier this so year. We're getting off to your great <laughs> foot when I'm like, anyone? <laughs> do do you want to talk about Clearly, Kyle is pettist. They've turned on us already, Kyle. Are... <laughs> okay. Dogs are better than cats. Um, but anyway. And Brittany sucks. <gasps> <gasps> It's on now. Yeah. Get, you're out. You can Get keep out. that. You don't have to edit that out. <laughs> can I second that? No, you can't. I'm going to take it a step further and say I don't like Beyonce. Oh, ooh, me too. But, I mean, they agree. Jake, do you want to weigh in on the Beyonce? I think she's done well for herself. Okay, that's not a ringing endorsement. That's I can not respect a... somebody as a business person ooh. and not like their art. That's true. That's fair. Okay, Simmer on the or or let it soak in of the <laughs> stereotypes. We'll go easier. Who's your favorite artist? If right not now. Britney, then whom? <laughs> right I mean... now, I'm not gonna say Lizzo. Okay, I really identify with her. What about her? Uh, she's just all about body positivity, and she's so positive. And fuck all the haters. Like I'm appreciating that, especially during Pride season when all the chiseled mm -hmm. things come out of hiding and. Looking all fabulous and the chiseled things, yeah. <laughs> Where like, the chiseled things are, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm hungry, like I'm stressed. I need more food to calm myself and drinking. Good. I'm with you there. Mm -hmm. Like, do all of the like crazy-bodied people just stay home and they like work all year just for the week of Pride? It's what it feels like. Like, I see. Like, where did you come from? What box shipped you here? They might no, be traveling I agree. from, like, L.A. or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> from L.A. for sure, right? Like, that's... <laughs> I mean, they get to work out year-round. I, <laughs> I mean, well, technically, we could here, too, with gyms, but, like, outside. Yeah. Speaking I, of L.A., you are, like, spent some time in L.A., yeah? I moved here from L.A.S., actually. 
I liked it a lot. I like Seattle a lot. I love both cities for different reasons. But I do think that, ironically, LA was more welcoming. Yeah. Especially to people of color. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, wait. Tell yeah. us. Tell Seattle's us about like that. What's secretly racist? Oh, okay. Secretly. Yeah. Like, secretly. they will act like they love you in public, but when it's one person, one on one, they're like, oh, yeah, but. They'll like mm. vote for you to have your rights, but they really like don't want to give it to you. <laughs> what are the. So but, if they're. But will they give it to you? But they'll give it to you. No, they like know they the right thing good. to do. Give give yeah. what to you? What are you talking? I'm talking about just, dicks. Just right? talking about dicks. They'll fuck you. Yeah. Great, and they'll fuck and they'll fuck you. Okay. Wait, when you say people are secretly racist, what are the things that you're like? Oh, you're you sound very supportive, but then you said this thing. Um, I, I it would definitely has to be like the way people's behavior on public transit or in the streets. Like even if it's just like you, I mean. It, Seattle's a completely transient city, so a lot of people have backpacks or bags that they carry themselves. And if you look around and see the way that people look at a person of color with a backpack versus a white person with a backpack, it's completely different. Um, and then I also work retail, so I see a lot of these things and notice a lot of things. There are people that get asked for their IDs with their checks when they write one versus other people that don't. Um, so you, or even with their cards, um, which it's like usually in retail, it's pretty much a solid ground. If you're using any sort of check or credit card, it has to be required that you ask for an ID. Um, but there are certain people that don't get that. Um, so you definitely say white people that, that don't get that. Correct. At least less is often, mm -hmm. but you do have a lot of SJWs in the city as well that will call it out right in front of the grocery store, right in line and ask the cashier why they asked one person to show ID and the other person not to. So yeah. mm -hmm. ironically, that was not me. Cause I know that's the next question, but <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra, I feel like you were going to say something about like just Seattle secret and, racism. Yeah, secret no, I just, racism. so I feel like that a lot of see like people here in Seattle want to be liberal. They want to be loved by everybody. So when it comes to voting, they vote the way they know is politically correct, but in private, they don't agree with those views. They don't agree with those things. And, and just like you said, I can walk down the street. I remember one day I used to work overnight and I was just walking home because the buses were stopped running. So I had to walk home from downtown. And these people would stop and be like, hey, are you are you working? Are you selling drugs? What? Um... And I'm like, <laughs> no, why do you think that? And they're like, well, you're black and you're here late. So you must be selling drugs. <laughs> no, I don't even know what drugs look like. I'm like one of those good I'm people. I'm sorry for you. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm actually one of those good people that have never done these things. And I couldn't even tell sugar from cocaine. Like, I don't know those things. When you sniff sugar, it hurts more. I wouldn't know. Sugar's more coarse. No, I, don't. I don't like anything up my nose. So. Note it. <laughs> I, and yeah, I've never, I've been downtown, walking around downtown by myself and never, no one's ever approached me. And, yeah, I'm and sure. Me and, but yeah. I, on the regular, if I'm downtown late night, they assume that I am out there working. Is there a type of person that does that? Is it like only white, white people? people. Okay. <laughs> only white people, black people, 
and and any person of color, I don't know what it is. They just know that I'm walking with a purpose. Mm. Whereas white people will stop me and say, "Hey, what you got? What you selling?" Well, nothing, sir. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that. Okay, so I'll just I'll be the dumb white person that blows me away, right? Like like it, that it makes sense. Like I'm connecting the dots and hearing what you're saying, and I believe it. Like don't get me wrong, like mm-hmm. that that checks out as something I can see totally happening. It just is so foreign to my experience, right? Like being super privileged to walk down the street and not get talked Asked to if like you're that. Yeah, drugs. It's really yeah. Yeah. like what would you what would you say to somebody who who just doesn't believe that that kind of casual racism exists anymore because they're out there. Uh, lucky you. Yeah. Like, like, no, that's a great answer. I mean, it's just, it's just the life that I live and I'm not going to be upset at other people for not having that experience, but just know that it does happen. It's almost normalized for us, right? Which is sad. Yeah, it's very normal. Like I wasn't surprised that it happened. It just happens. Yeah. I think sometimes it's a little more, it's not so like hidden. Um, my, I shouldn't say favorite. It's not my favorite thing. But what happens most common to me is that um, I've noticed lately that I'll be walking down the block, walking my dog, or just carrying my backpack, like walking home. And there, if I encounter, and it typically is a an older white woman, um, she'll actually cross the street if she's walking down the same block as me. And I do have like a serious face on. I grew up in New York, and so I start like look tough, like don't show weakness as you're walking through the streets. So I might get jumped. You have an epic beard, which probably doesn't uh, help your Thank you. Like- <laughs> I've been waiting for you to compliment it. Uh, maybe if I acted that way, she'd stay on the same side of the street as if me. If you go, hey, girl. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. But it is so disheartening. Like, I love puppies and kittens. I wouldn't harm a butterfly. I organized the fucking pride parade. And, like, time after time, like, I see these women who see me walking down the block, and they make it a point to cross the street and walk the same direction as me. It's really shitty sometimes well not all the time it's shitty all the time but it happens all the time now and i'm used to it so it is what it is but so you say all the time now like that's changed is that a is that a new thing is that a recent thing is that a seattle thing because you've been here a while like what what uh has it changed is is that part of what you're saying maybe i part of it is that i feel that i'm much more i'm much more vocal about it now i feel empowered that i need to be that change and i need to call people out on that stuff when it happens otherwise it's going to keep on happening ma'am walk your ass over here right <laughs> linda <laughs> uh on the other hand uh i feel that people are more empowered now like these racist and people who have these prejudices feel that they can do these things and they can be more vocal and more outward about their biases uh because of the current administration and not to get too political. No, it's Trump. Fuck him. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, but even in Seattle, you see these, there's like a MAGA rally coming up on the same day as trans pride in Seattle. So like these people are coming out of the woodwork. And so you have to call them out on it when you're in a safe zone and you can run really fast. I will preface it with that. <laughs> that's sorry, That's terrifying that you have to pref the, yeah. I know. I have Mace in my car just in case. Oh, no, I was taught to fight as a child because I was black in Atlanta. Like, I I was taught to fight. um, And even as a little girl, which, I mean, I was, my mother and father made sure I was put into Taekwondo and I knew kickboxing and I knew how to change my own tire and all these things. And their whole reasoning was, you're black and you cannot be less than amazing. And it was only because I was black. 
Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't because they wanted great things for me. It was because we want you to be safe and come home every day. Yeah. I want to hug you. The, the image of a like 65 year old MAGA hat wearing w w white trash fucker getting his ass kicked by a black little girl really makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> what are other things? So, you know, obviously growing up, like I didn't have to be taught, like do this because of your color. Are there other things that you grew up learning specifically because you're a person of color? So I, one story that I wanted to share in relation to the like racism and, um, everything and being a POC is uh, why I remember a couple years ago I was out with three close friends two close friends I was the third and my one of my friends was talking about this gentleman that we saw across from us and he is a he, he's an attractive white muscular guy and he's talking about how is it me <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> um, but he's talking about this guy and how he's in a relationship and blah, 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 blah. So he can't like sleep with him or be with him. Anyway, the end of the, the it comes to the end of the story and he goes, yeah. And shockingly, he's with an Asian. For those of you who can't see me right now, I'm half Asian Pacific Islander. So um, I kind of did take that to offense. And I was like, well, why would you use the word shockingly? And he's like, oh, well, I was like, because that's kind of a racist statement. And he's like, I'm not racist. I have a lot of POC friends. I was like, well, that's also a racist statement. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm not racist. Like, I'm not saying you are racist, but you are saying racist things. And this is a cis gay white male. And unfortunately, the uh, white that community has a like a reflection complex to where they think that if they see another muscular white gay male, then that's exactly what they're supposed to be with. They're not supposed to be with an Asian or a black person or a Mexican or a Latin. They're supposed to be because they are they have been epitomized as the beauty and the attraction of the gay community. I mean, not just the gay community. It's also in the straight community. Mm -hmm. um, but specifically now because the gay community projects a lot of heteronormative standards into things that we are trying to fight against and be against. We're like pro this and pro that, but we really don't necessarily live by it at the same time too, which is I think the point that we were trying to make with Seattle secretly racist. I don't think that they actually believe differently. I believe that they vote that way because they believe that is the correct thing, but I don't think that they fully live by it. Mm -hmm. Do I think that they are outwardly racist on purpose? No, I just think that they they're voting for things that they don't understand why they're voting for them for, mm -hmm. um, which is why I wanted to tie it back to this story because this person is also extremely intelligent, votes the way that I believe that a person should vote if they want a progressive country that believes in the rights of women, um, POCs, and any other sort of minority. But then when it comes to him talking about dating and the gay community, he is shocked that a muscular white male is with an Asian. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so as we dig further into that conversation, he's like, well, I wasn't, it's not the fact that he's Asian. It's the fact that he's just like not attractive. I was like, but you are associating 
Asian with unattractive, which is still racist and not okay. So even though you don't have, even though you mock people on their grinder, scruff, whatever profiles for saying mask for mask, white for white only, you are still living by that when you're saying that you're shocked that a white muscular hot guy is with an Asian. It wasn't the fact that if you called his boyfriend unattractive from the get go, I would have just been like, whatever his boyfriend's unattractive. Cool. Whatever. Maybe he has like a fine personality and cooks well or something. Who cares? (laughs) It's not my fucking business. It's not my business. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're in love with is whatever you're in love with. But you didn't say he was unattractive from the beginning. You said he was Asian Mm -hmm. and that's what makes it racist. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm seeing head nods. So I want to ask about dating. Oh girl. (laughs) No. Okay. No, no, no. We got to break out the wine for that. Yeah. (laughs) Should we do refills? Here's the tequila. <laughs> I'm currently dating somebody and he is white and muscular and attractive. And um I'll, I'll second so, all of those statements. Yeah, he's, <laughs> and he's genuinely a nice person. And a sweetheart, yeah. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Is it um, me? <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> um and it's funny because we play dodgeball together quite frequently. And there's different reactions when people figure out that we're dating. Because for those of you who can't see me, I kind of have like that seal body, you know, like those memes of like the seals where they're like, or, 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 like patting their bellies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's horrible. <laughs> it's cute. The yeah. seal's cute. Why is yeah. that horrible? The seal's adorable. <laughs> um, but, but saw you in drag this weekend. Thighs for days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing getting in between those thighs. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, but uh, there's different reactions. And some people are like, oh, I can totally see see that yada 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 because they know us and like a lot of our foundation whereas a lot of people will just go oh Mm. (laughs) when they say that do you know like i know exactly what they're thinking they're like you're not uh, you're not athletic or i'm like bitch i just killed you (laughs) (laughs) like i just killed you that's awful yeah (laughs) Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my experience with dating, I I can't really put into the race thing because most men won't date me because I'm trans. Hmm. So I'm never able to separate whether it's because I'm trans or because I am black. But I will say that I do have a friend who is a black guy and won't date black guys. Hmm. And there's... Even that bit of, and as to piggyback off what you were saying, Jake, it's not, it's not malhearted racism. Mm-hmm. It it is unintentional. These are just the stereotypes that I grew up with. This is what I was taught. This is what I saw people around me do and think. Uh, but he is. He was. I think he was adopted. He'll correct me when he listens to this. <laughs> if he wasn't, um, but was not raised in a black family. So he doesn't date black guys. I'm like, well, why? Well, because, you know, I'm just not attracted to them. But one drunken night, we definitely, you know, <laughs> tried to make some things work. It didn't, it didn't work, but we tried. And he was like, I don't know why I'm attracted to you. And I was like, well, maybe because you like my personality. Maybe it's because we're friends that you liked me and it wasn't about my race. But that... It, it can be on both sides. It can be white people saying, 
you know, oh, white should only go with white. But then there's also black people who refuse to date within their own race. Um, and I can only speak on black because I am black. I'm not Asian, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, none of that. I could only speak on me, but I do have friends here in Seattle who won't date within their own race because that is not what society says is attractive. Hmm. And to me, that hurts even more because that's a self-hate. Yeah. And yeah. for self-hate, that's just like... I'm gonna tell you guys something that really upsets my heart. I had a a cut buddy for about three years. Who, I don't know what that is. A fuck buddy. A oh, fuck, fuck buddy. buddy. Yeah, oh, I well, cut. I said okay. cut, but yes. I'm from Atlanta. It's a cut buddy. Yep, yep. Okay, okay, okay. Look, slang. Don't ask me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm glad to get the clarification. Yeah, yeah, all, no. Cause... Cut buddy, fuck buddy, same thing. Like, um, we we carve salami together. It's look, fantastic. Yeah, I, I, can, <laughs> I can say the word. <laughs> I can say the word cut buddy to my mother and not fuck buddy. So I tend to say cut buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we were laying in bed one night and he wakes me up at like 4.30 in the morning to get a little morning thing going. Mm -hmm. But it was great. Afterwards, he turns on this podcast and it's talking about the swastika and Nazis and, and Germany and how they are. Just listen. I see your face. (laughs) Just listen. Um, and I'm kind of zoning out because, again, I say it's like 4.30 in the morning and I'm trying to go back to sleep. And I like kind of wake up to him giggling. And I'm like, what's funny? And he's like, I'm such a bad person. I'm like, well, what's bad? He's like, well, I love to hear the phrase gas the Jews. What? Uh, excuse me. You are you you are a physically stereotypical black man. You are the type of black man that people would make fun of and you like that term he's like well yeah you know they deserved it you want to talk about self-hate quit while you're behind holy shit i had to get him out of my house so quickly and he tried to kiss me as i was kicking him out the house but that type of self-hate is very prevalent here in seattle and we don't like to talk about it but us not talking about it kind of makes it worse and I've tried to speak to him afterwards about it when we, you know, weren't naked and in my bed. He doesn't want to talk about it. But to me, that just shows something wrong within him. You know, there's nothing wrong within me for thinking the Holocaust is a bad thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a lie. For knowing the Holocaust <laughs> is a bad thing. Bingo. Right? But he, he is somebody who... 50 years ago would have some of the worst hate ever. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's sad to see that. And so racism isn't always from the white side to the black side. It's not always from the black side to the white side or the Asian to the Hispanic. It's not always that way. Sometimes it is internal. So how would you respond to my redneck ass family in Eastern Washington say to each other, well, they're just as racist as we are as an excuse. Like, do you have a response to that? Like, have you heard of that as a, as a justification? Uh, but it's not a justification. Right, no, it, it, you know, it but that's, isn't. But that would be my response. Like just because something is true, doesn't make it okay. Hmm. You know, like yeah. it, it is true that when I'm drunk, I can't walk straight. 
but that's not okay. Like I should always be in control of myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I should always. This took a weird turn. I'm just saying I should always be able to be really in control here for me. I, I should be able to be in control of myself. Yeah. So just because something is true doesn't make it okay. Yeah. All right, Kevin, we got some wine in you. Oh. Talk about your dating life. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a confession. Mm. When I first moved here, I dated a out gay Republican. Wow. Yes. Like uh, a log cabin Republican. Yeah. Was it Aaron Shock? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not my proudest moment. Uh, yeah. And that was tough because at first you, you fall in love with the personality, right? And you find an amazing person and we're going to classes together and we had some mutual classes and then hung out all the time in the dorms. And so you naturally start to like this person and then you hear them say things and see them do things and make comments watching TV and you're like, wait a minute, that's not an okay thing to say. And so uh, super supportive and loving of me um, at the time, but... You're probably one of the good ones. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Uh, And uh, yeah, it just, uh, when uh, the first moment he put on Fox News in front of me, that should have been the the red flag. Um, And he would like get really vocal and passionate about politics and just say like really outwardly racist things. And then I catch him on and say like, fuck you. Like, that's not okay. He's like, oh no, well, I didn't mean you. Uh, Yeah, it was a long time ago, but that was, I mean, that taught me a lot. And he's, I feel bad for him now. At the end of the day, like I'm, I'm out and you know proud, uh, and I, I, I think I made a really good name for myself, and I, I'm living my true authentic life. And he's still like kind of hanging out in the closet, like doesn't he's not out to everyone. I still bump into him sometimes in the local bars, and it's just really sad to see him in the state that he's in. And I'm living my life, so I just like everyone else who's racist, like keep your repressed selves to yourselves, and you know we're gonna keep on living and fighting. Hmm. I'm curious to get the, when we're talking about dating, I mean, talking about fucking. Um, so I've, of course, can cannot experience the no blacks, no Asians on, on Grindr. So I know of that existing, but I'm curious, I mean, and not just Grindr, you can expand that too, but I'm curious to get your, if anyone's had an actual experience that either they want to share or kind of what your take is to kind of ground it in reality for someone like me. I mean, it's actually no fat, no femmes, no Asians. No. Oh, shit. I didn't uh, exclude all the right people. <laughs> How dare you? Your gay card's revoked. Your white's is gay card. Revoked. Uh, no, I've uh, I've bumped into that a few times. And it's one of those things, again, normalized. Like, I see it and I'm like, all right, block. I don't want to deal with this person. I don't feel like being a social justice warrior today. Mm-hmm. I'm just over it. But Is that you- a decision you have to make? Like, you have to kind of decide... Am I going to block this person? Am I going to try to like talk to this person? And you, I feel in my experience and guys jump in, correct me if I'm wrong. There's not, there's no talking sense into someone like that. If mm. they are bold enough to put that on their profile, um, you're not going to get anywhere in conversation. And that might be wrong of me. You should always be open to conversation, but if it's on grinder, sorry, I'm not wasting the time. I'm on there for a purpose. <laughs> you're not getting me any closer to accomplishing that goal. So block. Yeah. yeah. That being said, there are guys who like I've messaged before and will say something like, uh, sorry, like kind of looking for a white dude tonight or sorry, not into brown guys or not into Indian guys. Uh, and they're, I feel like the app portion of it makes them more um, empowered to say those things. And it's, it's pretty shitty. Um, again, like I feel mostly like a confident person until you get one of those messages and you're like, fuck, like I could like be the most accomplished person in the world, but the color of my skin uh, is always going to hold me back. 
um, from just even fucking a random stranger off the internet. Until they figure out you're accomplished. <laughs> yeah. <Well. laughs> Wait, say more about that. I mean, so the stereotype would be if you are not white, you are probably not accomplished. Mm. Um, so if someone was to see a certain race on the street or whatever, it might just be an automatic assumption that they don't have anything going on for them. Um, so I think that within the community, once you actually figure out like, Oh, this person has a good job. They work for Google, T-Mobile, Amazon, any of like the three main headquarters that are here. Um, then that's when it's like, Oh, well this person might have something going on for them. Hmm. So like, once they start to learn about you and realize, oh my gosh, this is a smart He's person. He's on a typical POC. Then, then they, they <laughs> might actually change their tune on the, the racism. Yeah. <laughs> I also find that it's easier, like you said, the, the app makes people more willing to do and say things that they wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you meet them out in person, one, they're not going to say it. And two, mm-hmm. if they do, when you talk to them about it, they are more receptive about hearing your side but if we're just messaging online then i never have to hear your side Mm -hmm. you're just you just don't want to hear the truth people are really fucking brave behind their keyboard and their steering wheel oh that (laughs) that e-confidence is amazing i love that term i've never heard that yeah (laughs) e-confidence it's like you can say whatever you want online because i may not run into this person Mm-hmm. However, there have been times where I've called people out and be like, oh, yeah, you're that motherfucker that didn't do whatever or said this in your profile. Especially like, here. <laughs> the community is actually so small here. It's really yeah. easy to see yeah. somebody. There's like five bars here, here boo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're the one that did that over there. And they're like, oh, oops, my bad. Like, I no. didn't mean it. Oh, but you did. <laughs> you did. So there, there are things e-confidence, I feel like, can... In at least on the apps, it has done me well because I can like normally I won't walk up to someone and be like, so I'm gonna want you to choke me, fuck me really hard, and then like, <laughs> but on an app I'll be like, here's all the shit I'm into. So I feel like there's could be some good things about that like agreement that we're gonna talk about things you n- can normally talk about, but it's shitty that there's also that downside, especially for people of color. That oh sure yeah. for sure for sure. I mean I think that most clever thing that I saw on an app was slanty eye no reply. Oh, oh God. good at first grade rhyming. <laughs> I was going to say only points as it rhymes. Yeah. Did you message them? Absolutely not. That's not like, like you were saying, and it's not only when someone is on an, and apps were never my favorite thing. Mike and Kyle knew that. Like yeah. I was pretty much off them most of the time. And then I'd be like, eh, whatever. No, nothing's working right now. Anyway, I might as well download an app. But it's just, uh, it gets tiresome. It does. It's not fun. It's not exciting to go through profiles and see people, even if I'm not black. It, they could be into Asians or Mexicans or Middle Easterns or whatever. But it, for me, if you have no blacks in your profile, I'm not turned on by any means whatsoever. Not even fucking black. But it's so disgusting and like poor behavior that people think that, okay, great. I get it. It's a preference. You are correct. It is a preference. It's a racist ass fucking preference, though. <laughs> like, no matter what you if you want to leave the racist word out of it, sure, I will agree with you. It's a preference. It's a racist preference because you are basing that preference 
off of race. So it's fucking racist. So all y'all out there listening right now, if you have that in your profiles, take that shit fucking out because it's fucking nasty. Or just stop <laughs> listening to us because we, we don't necessarily want you. <laughs> well, so I have a question. Do you think that it's just as disgusting when they say, like, when a white person says, only looking for bl- big black cock? Like, cause oh, I, yeah. I, I hate, because it's not race, but me being trans, I hate when people have on their profiles, uh, uh, only looking for FTMs because then I feel like a fetish mm. and not like yeah. a human being. And here's the thing. When you have a preference, you can like not respond to that message. You don't have to put it on your profile. Mm. When people message me, if I'm not into them, then I'll either say I'm not into you or just won't respond. But I'm not putting it on my profile hey, I'm into this, this, and this. Because, I mean, I know what I'm into. So if somebody messages me, one, that makes me feel good because somebody thought I was cute. (laughs) And two, I can just ignore it. I felt like for a long time that I was alone in thinking that somebody, no matter what race they are, saying that they're only into a certain race is just as bad as saying I'm not into a certain race. Mm-mm. No, I've had people ask me to wear a Chinaman's hat and bed. I'm like, I'm not oh. even fucking Chinese. Like, 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 <laughs> I have so many questions. I was, equally, I, was like, I was like, what? First of all, I said hello. <laughs> I nowhere near alluded to that uh, or any sort of sexual connotation. Second, I'm not Chinese. Like, the fact that you see me in my profile pic and it's like, oh, yeah, some sort of Asian. Were you a Chinaman hat for me? No. No. Like, absolutely not. And it, I got, so I get the whole fetishization thing. Whereas, like, people only want a certain race is also a kind of racism as well. In, in the space of profiles and all of that, why is ethnicity and, or race even a thing that you can put on your profile, right? Like if Grindr was to say tomorrow, race is not a field on your profile anymore, what would the reaction be? And would that be a good move on their part? Mm. I would say yes, it would be a good move on their part. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, the fact that you can, and I think most of the apps, so w- whether it be Scruff, Grinder, and all the other um, random ones out there, you can filter or search by race. Yeah. Um, you can set up a, sp- a specific parameter to include or exclude based on race. And it only serves to to continue that system of oppression and, and further drive racism. So yeah, I'd be totally in favor of saying, fuck it, delete that. Mm. Um, of course, that would cut into the revenue stream, so they wouldn't do that but i would totally support that decision wait why why would it you just mean because racists would be like fuck this i'm out oh yeah right. you would jump ship to something that um that you're that i guess you're comfortable using or that supports furthers your cause or what you what you're looking for um unless everyone came together and said oh no we're gonna we're all gonna do it together which i feel like would never happen always try to stay positive but i feel like none of the apps would ever say that because at the end of the day they're in it for the revenue right not to really drive relationships amongst the LGBT community. Sort of to Xander's point of like putting on there only looking for FTM. Mm-hmm. There might be that person that, that out there that thinks, okay, if I, if I check, I'm looking for a Latinx person tonight and they filter on that, that that's, that's, that's a positive thing. It's like it's positive racism or something. Is that, 
like what, what do you I just s- immediately saw like, his inner sink, sink I don't think those no. words go together well like <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like just. I think what Mike is trying to ask is like in that person's mind that they see it as like a positive as if like if someone was to say, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only into black people, which makes me a really great person yeah. because I'm only into black people and they're typically not idolized. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of the, the question that you're phrasing. Yeah? Like if you make a joke about Chinese people being good at math, like right. it's not okay because that's sort of complimentary. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> but but they, they might they might think it is or like that that excuses it or justifies it. Yes, but it, it doesn't. Yeah. Right. Because then you expect me to fit into that stereotype. Because you know what? I'm not good at sports. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm I get it. still black. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay. On the flip side, I've learned that if you're a Chinese man, you wear hats and you're good at math. <laughs> Specifically, like, the Raiden hats from Mortal Kombat was the one that I was asked to wear. <laughs> FYI. So FYI. That they was... got down to that level of specificity with you? Well, I mean, they said a Chinaman hat. I and I was that. like, what kind of Chinaman? Oh, yeah. Because I wanted to the know, Mortal like, Kombat I, was, I wanted Hello. to know, like, what type of motherfucker is asking me to do yeah. this right now? And he's like, you know, those rice-picking hats. And I was like... Oh, no. Did he at least Here. have the hat? <laughs> Were you expected to provide your own hat? Well, we didn't get that far because oh it, it was not something that I was about to, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> to endorse or you mean yeah. be whatever you want to be into. If your if your Chinese boyfriend volunteers <laughs> to wear a Chinaman hat, as you call it, <laughs> during your sexual escapades, cool. That's fine. But for me, not even being Chinese and being asked to wear a Chinaman hat and sandals on top of that. <laughs> but that's just blatantly racist. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> if you change your mind, Amazon Prime has two hour delivery in Seattle. <laughs> we'll get it right over here. Right there. I, am, I am like kind of now going into this weird, unrelated direction of like, I would fuck Scorpion. I was just going to ask Jake, which Venom? Mortal Kombat character would you? Katana. <laughs> I knew oh you would know. God, I knew you would know. That's who on. you would dress up as, or you would want someone else to. Either or, you, I guess. <laughs> like, oh my god, you could be Katana. <laughs> fucking Katana was like fucking badass, though. She would fuck you up. Mm. She would totally fuck you up. That or Sindel, because Bondage isn't that bad either. <laughs> I who that is. Sindel was the one with the hair whip. She would like with, with uh, she had the black and white hair and the scream. She was in Mortal Kombat. I might have done three. <laughs> oh, okay. Three. I believe it's three, actually. Let's go home and rewatch um, all the, yeah. the movie. And uh, she was pretty badass, mm. but her throw would be that she would wrap you up in her hair and she'd fling you along. So that checks out. Yeah, a little bit of restriction never hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kyle. Are y'all ready to. What was the first question I asked? Stereotypes. No, I forget a bit. Stereotypes. Yeah. Are there. My presumption is that gay stereotypes are white gay stereotypes. Do you think that's true? And are there other stereotypes about gay people within people of color that we don't know about? I I don't think that any of the stereotypes that apply to POCs in the gay community are any different than uh, the stereotypes that apply apply to POCs in the straight community. Mm -hmm. I think they all transcend. Um, I think that they all translate. Uh, Transcends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They all like translate into the same thing because unfortunately 
uh, in our community, we do use the same like white heteronormative standards to base what gay people are. So even though we're this community that's um, about supporting each other and loving each other and not being racist and not being sexist, we actually really are because we specifically say no femmes, no fat, no Asians. But we're like, yeah, pro women, you should be able to abort and pro women this, pro women that. Women's March, I'm here. But as soon as someone has a voice like mine, uh, you're automatically stereotyped into a femme thing. And it's not okay to be that in the gay community Hmm. because you need to be white and masculine. You don't need to be. I I obviously am not deepening my voice or pretending to be anything else. Um, But uh, in our community, it's actually extremely sad how much we support these um, politics in one way, but we don't portray it in our own community. We It's still a negative in our own community because we should be men. We should be white. We should be um, whatever you want to whatever we're fighting against is actually the things that we're trying to promote within our own community. And it's quite upsetting to be frank, but you know, it's also, I guess within each subgroup, you have a subgroup, but people don't understand that because when you're at the top of the subgroup, you don't have to worry about it. For the record. I love your voice. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was actually having this conversation with a friend today. Um, It's amazing how many people in the LGBTQ community, especially cis uh, white gay men, believe that they're exempt somehow from being racist because they're gay um, Mm -hmm. or they're not transphobic. It's just trans people are this way. Um, or women, lesbians, are have these stereotypes that are happen to always be true, uh, and it just drives me crazy. Because you're gay doesn't exempt you from that. Like you still have those racist, misogynistic, transpho- transphobic thoughts. It's real, and you are those things. You just don't realize them, or you're giving yourself a, an exemption card just because you feel it. So it drives me nuts, and it happens all the time. And in my opinion, one of the worst things that you can do is be a part of a marginalized community and help oppress or further oppress another marginalized community. Uh, and I just got to this crazy discussion today with a friend who uh, is a, um, a cis white lesbian female uh, and uh, one of her friends who works for a major firm uh, and is Puerto Rican just went off about just all these horrible things. And I won't get into all the nitty gritty details. I'll take a super off topic, but somehow being coming from a marginalized community, it exempted him from being homophobic Mm. just because he came, he was from Puerto Rico and he understood things about these communities. Uh, And we just got to, she was super hurt and we got into this discussion. And at the end of the day, that person's not going to get it. I, we tried to support and we try to educate and some people will accept that and some people won't. But I think these guys need to do better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a different direction. We're talking about the racism within the LGBT community. I don't know the right way to ask this. How is it different being gay and a person of color? Like, what is it like in your communities with other people of color? Oh, we're not supposed to exist. From where I grew up, gay people aren't supposed to exist, which is why in Atlanta, there's a very big DL community or down low. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's because black people aren't supposed to be gay, especially black, especially men. You're not supposed to be gay because then that makes you vulnerable to 
even more hate. Mm. So you're already risking, well, you're not risking your life. Your life is already, you're already treated differently because you're black. So now if you, in quotes, choose to be gay, mm. then you are now giving more reason for bad things to happen to you. Yeah, is, is, that, about, is, is that about safety or is it about oppression? Like, or, or is it both? Uh, I, I think it's both. I don't, I don't think it's a separation of them. Um, I think it started out with safety and, and uh, the generation before me and before them, I think they, they did it uh, out of wanting their sons to come home safely. Mm. But it's still oppression. Mm-hmm. It, it's still saying you can't be you because, and that that's not okay. That's but that is where the community is. And I know that I was blessed. I have a very good supportive family, but there are certain people in my family that are not supportive at all. And when I first, so I I had to come out as a, a lesbian first. And my father was like, oh, so that means you're not going to give me any grandkids. Well, that, that was the first thing out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Not anything about me or my life and how it was going to be. It was selfish. It was, oh, so now I'm not going to do this. And I was like, well, I mean, lesbians have kids. Yeah. I don't know who told you otherwise. Yeah. Well, then I come out as trans a few years later and he's like, oh, so now again, selfishness. And it was he disguised it in this i want you to be safe and it's not safe for black people in atlanta so it's definitely not safe for lgbtq people black people in atlanta but the whole thing of us of pride is us saying i don't care i would rather look at myself in the mirror every day and love who i am than to have this false sense of security preach <laughs> How is he now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I invited him to my graduation, though. Oh. Which is coming up. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> on, the next, on the next episode of Gay Ish. <laughs> Graduation. <laughs> um, and Kevin, to what you were saying before of like, to have someone have any kind of minority status and then not support other minorities to me is is so confounding. Silly, stupid, it, fucked it, up. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep. So like, <laughs> uh, so I'm, you know, I, the only minority side of is gay, so I don't have the, the person of color side. So, you know, to me, it's very confusing when a person of color, straight, cis person of color is also homophobic, transphobic. I, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just confusing and disappointing that I, I feel like we should be able to learn from the rights that all the different minorities fight for along the way of like, shouldn't we be able to learn from those? So I'm curious, that's my take as, as a white male, but I mean, what's your take? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you, this, the same norms apply where whether you're gay or straight, um, you still have those same thoughts and you, you'd hope that if, as someone who felt discrimination kind of experienced the same thing as other uh, marginalized communities, like you'd know better and feel better and act better. But the truth is people don't. And, Similar to your story, when I was uh, coming, before I even came out, I had an aunt who obviously knew, um, could pick up the signs before my mom did, apparently. And uh, she would hint things at me like, hey, like I set you up on a date with one of my friends' daughter just to get a reaction out of me. And I was young and stupid and, and fell into that trap so mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, and then when, she, when I overreacted, um, she'd say, you know, 
uh, gay people, and she'd go right into this whole gay people um, get AIDS and mm-hmm. gay people uh, have sex in their buttholes and their and would go into these terrible stereotypes where I don't know where she got it from because <laughs> they're quite frankly they were just not straight people love I mean, to say butt sex, sex oh my god they do because they wish they were getting some um and it was just it was one thing after the other and I didn't know any better at the time and I was young and and naive and I just was like oh my god like what am I doing with my life I I know I'm gay but I didn't come out and are these terrible things really going to happen and she really pushed me further in the closet so that really sucked as a youth to have to go through that. But that's the everyday reality of living in a POC community. You, you're being oppressed by our, you know, that white cis male community. And you're also sometimes being oppressed by your own family and your friends and the POC community. And we need to, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, uh, but I, need, I do know that it sucks. Even to the point where they don't know that they're doing it. So uh family member by marriage would often when we're watching things on TV go, oh, look at that sissy. Look, mm. you, did it, you know, saying these things and I'm sitting there in the corner, 12, 13 years old, like, oh, I definitely can't come out to you mm-hmm. because yeah. you're obviously going to hate me. And I don't think it was done on purpose, but, but it was done. And when you're youth and queer, you hear it all. Yeah, that's something that straight people really, really need to know. And I don't think that they do. If you're queer of any stripe growing up, you hang on to every single word you hear Mm -hmm. from the people that are in your life. And it affects you in dramatic ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, just be careful what you say to your kids, kids. Yeah. Even going to church and hearing the, the random sermons and you're like oh they're talking to me and then you think the preacher is looking at you in the eyes and you're just like oh i'm gonna go to hell and this and that and then you grow up and you're like you know i love me though yeah yeah like i i love me today and that's way more important than what somebody else's opinion of me is yeah and that's huge that's awesome that's pride so cheesy. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> Cheers as to long you, as you recognize that. <laughs> I didn't mean it to be. And then they came out. I was like, I hate myself for that one. No, it's <laughs> true though. You get, I, I, not everyone gets to that point, but you, some of us get to a point where you're like, fuck everyone and their opinions, and fuck your family, and fuck like whoever can't get with who you truly are. Like, mm-hmm. fuck them. Cut that negativity out of your life because you don't need it. And most of the time, I find that they aren't fully happy with their lives. Yeah. So like the one person in my family that is the most homophobic to me, I have been told that he has been seen around gay clubs in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my God. Great. Not surprised. Yeah, right. exactly. And it's like, <laughs> and has a torso. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, has been seen headless on Grindr. Has been seen headless yes. on profiles. Yes. And so you're like, hmm, <laughs> no wonder you hate me so much. And it's, all jealousy it's because i am living my life and i am okay with that and you feel like you can't so now you hate me but then that just kind of makes you feel a little better because you're like i'm doing it right it's a sort of a version of what i see in my racist redneck family back home doing it's like no matter how shitty their life is at least they're not black or at least they're not latino or at least they're not whatever like it gets this sense of my life fucking sucks but at least it's not 
mm-hmm. fill in the blank, right? And it it's it's almost like that's that's what racism is about is feeling better than for no justifiable reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an ending to that sentence. I just think I know you was like I was building, we <laughs> and then it. Um, we, we still love you, Mike. Great, great. Some of us. <laughs> um, what what is, I'm gonna. We've been talking about the negative aspects. What are some of your favorite things about being a queer person of color? Ooh. I mean, I get specialized parties. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking bomb ass parties. Yes. Like, Wait, you know. what specialized parties? Because there's like, uh, uh, now you want me to think of names. I mean, of don't them. give them this. Like, I know. I can't tell you. <laughs> this is, this, <laughs> Wait, what did you say? What? Huh? I mean, I literally got an invitation on Facebook that said secret POC party. Yes. So, you know, now we're getting, (laughs) now we're getting racist. (laughs) I just want to know what secrets you have that I don't, and we're getting there. No, there's, okay, there's secret parties. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but there are certain looks that I can give to people without white people knowing what we're talking about I can have a full conversation with some people without opening my mouth and y'all you two would sit here and just think that we're just looking at each other what's an example of like what would the conversation entail that we don't know yeah what the notes say what (laughs) yeah Do you see the way he's looking at me? <laughs> oh, shit. Bingo. Is it right now? <laughs> oh, okay. But I always assume that white people had that too. I, I don't know if that's exclusively black. I just feel like there are certain cultures. No, because they're allowed to talk. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Oh. right. Well, my, my variation on that was their, their heads are so far up their asses they don't need it. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> Uh, I guess mine isn't specific to the LGBTQ community, but uh, I love my culture. Uh, first of all, I fucking hate those checklists where it's like, check your uh, race and ethnicity or whatever. Like, I don't know what the fuck I am. Like, how am I supposed <laughs> to pick it off a list? But what I do know is that both my parents are born in the Caribbean. My mom's family's Indian and my dad's family's half Portuguese, half Irish. Uh, and through that, like, we just have this fucking crazy background of like cuisines and language and just culture and arts that I love talking about sometimes, depending on how, how deep the conversation's mm-hmm. going. But it's really cool stuff. And even like the food part of it, like I'm a foodie, you can't see, but got my tummy. Uh, I love eating and I love the different foods that when I go back home to New York or that my family makes, because um, you just, you cannot get it anywhere else. And it's just, it's a blend of all these different, uh, just uh, different types of cuisines. Um, so like a Chinese, Caribbean, Afro, American and it just keeps going uh, and it's it's amazing and you know Sally rolls in with her pasta and it's just not the same <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry not a, uh, not a I, fan of the mayonnaise based salads no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is really cool to have that cultural background and be able to talk about it and experience it um, and live it uh, to an extent not so much in Seattle but when I go back to New York so th- that is the fun part for me. Um, I grew up whitewashed, so I grew up in predominantly white communities. 
And I think that the positive that from that, though, was the fact that I learned about racism at a very young age and um, it kind of became a norm, I guess, as we've been calling it. Uh, but it, it honestly kind of prepared me for coming out and being gay at the same time, too, because I, like at that point it was like people already hate me because I'm brown. So what the fuck do I care if they hate me because I'm gay? <laughs> so like, here's another one. Add that to the checklist, bitch. Like still getting here groceries at Trader Joe's with you. So like we're all here. So either be mad about it or get out of my way. Cause I don't give a fuck. So I'm, I'm so happy that you said that because I, I grew up in a city called powder Springs and my school, my high school was 95% white, mm. 5% everything else. And so me growing oh, so up- like Seattle. <laughs> yeah. um, me growing up in that community really did it. It made me prepared to just live life. And especially in Trump's America, mm. it prepared me. Um, I don't know if I would be at such a good place where I, as I am right now if I had grown up just around people like me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm about to blow your mind. My high school was 95% people of color, 5% White people. Oh, wow. uh, but y'all had great pep rallies. Well, y'all didn't, <laughs> <call them, laughs> you didn't. You didn't call them pep rallies. No, there, there were no pep rallies. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, Again, blowing my mind. No pep rallies. No pep rallies. No, no, Probably no. didn't just, have a golf team. Nothing. <laughs> no. We no, still not. had a golf team. <laughs> I mean. To continue blowing your minds, uh, the terrible part about it was we would have to get there. First of all, the school was built for 4,000 people, or built for 2,000. We had over 4,000 students enrolled in our New York City high school. Uh, every morning, we put our book bags through uh, x-ray machines and walked through metal detectors, like TSA style. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it was crazy, but it was super fucking fun. I loved it. <laughs> like, I didn't... I don't want to say you don't experience racism in New York. It's definitely there, but it's just not as common as it is in Seattle. And so you're truly amongst like, you know, people who are from all different parts of the world. And it, it is true. It's a melting pot of the, of the country and of the world. But it was a really good time. And I learned a lot when I moved here to Seattle. Seattle's a large town. We call it a city. It's a large town. Yeah, yeah. it is just it's a, a large, it's a town. large town. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. It's not like. Not like ripping the city away from you. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm not. It has a very city landscape, but in retrospect, we still have like less than a million people living in Seattle. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like when majority of that is white, the mentality here is very progressive, which I appreciate. The execution um, is a lot different when it's when you're not living it day by day. You're doing it to do the right thing. The right things are done here. That's for sure. But the people of Seattle don't live that every day. Do any of us know the percentage of transplants versus Seattleites? I mean, the joke Damn. is that nobody's from Research here. Research that later when you hear this, because I know you will, and then tell us. <laughs> the joke is here in Seattle, you ask somebody, where are you from? If they say Seattle, like you ask them, like, but for but for real, from that. where before that, right? Yeah. Like that nobody's from here. It's not true. I know lots of people that were born and raised here, but it, it, it seems, it feels like there's a lot of transplants 
Here. I mean, the real question should be pre-Amazon explosion or post-Amazon mm, yeah. explosion. Yeah. 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 Well, so to, what you were talking about before, Jake, I, I think of Seattle as being like that 13-year-old boy that hit puberty and got like gained, like, <laughs> like a, got a foot taller over the summer yeah. and doesn't know what to do with all their weird yeah. limbs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I have so much, I can reach this now. <laughs> Tell us more about your youth, Mike. <laughs> I feel like the... I won't say it's more dangerous, but it's a different kind of dangerous to have people who believe they're progressive and liberal and not understand how racist they are. Like to believe I am super liberal and I'm a white liberal and I support all these things politically, but then to not act on it, that's like almost a different kind of shittiness because you, it's not just that you're, you're racist. You're, you're also, believe that you're not and believe you're actually super actively not racist. I mean, I think the thing to piggyback on that as like a positive, um, I think that if someone is already like voting in a sense to progress a community, even if they're unawaringly racist uh, and not like living by it day by day, they'll probably be more open to the conversation mm. about how they are unawaringly racist Um in comparison to someone that's just like, yeah, fuck and bomb here, yep, yep. you know, like, um, so I, I do think that I, I, as much as I've been talking shit about, uh, Seattle being under the radar racist, I do think it comes from a lack of, um, awareness versus an actual, uh, intent of racism. And I think that the intent to be progressive is there and even if someone is unaware of it, they are more uh, susceptible to being educated on why it is correct or why it is right or why they're voting that way. So I don't necessarily think it's um, that much of a negative thing. I just don't think that people are aware of it, which is still bad. Yeah. And I'm not like promoting. I'm just saying it's not That's as bad or, or like as digressive, I guess you could say, because yeah. at least the initiative is there, even if you don't understand why. Unless they're on Grinder, then fuck them and block. Yeah. Them. <laughs> Unless they're on. If Grindr. there's one message Kevin can give, it's fuck them and block them. <laughs> Which I like that as the takeaway from this. Um, this is a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it. Oh boy. Uh -oh. Let's let's say that you're a white person and you want to do the liberal thing and you want to do, you want to do something. You want to do something. You want to do something about this fucked up shit that we're talking about is there an answer is there something that you can do it when you see it happening speak up yeah truth okay yep that's that's the biggest thing it, i don't expect you to go out and find the problems but when you are on the street and you see somebody being harassed speak up because a lot of times, and you don't mean call the police because you're no, barbecuing. No, like, like, like <laughs> yeah, right? no, oh, no. Let me sell my water. You just you speak up when you see me being harassed because most of the time the people doing the harassing will listen to other white people mm. before they will listen to us. So if I see you being harassed, I will try to speak up, and they're not going to listen to me. But if one of you two go and speak up, then they'll be like, oh, maybe I look bad to this person who I identify with mm -hmm. and be more willing to listen. And it stinks that that is a thing, but that is what I found the most is 
every time I've had, I've been in a, a harassing moment when I had somebody white step up for me, it's gone down a lot smoother and just easier. Hmm. I've been able to just walk away from that moment instead of <laughs> fighting or arguing because anything that I say is just going to be me being whatever. Sensitive. Yes, <laughs> sensitive. But if a white person steps up, then they're like, oh, I was, I must be in the wrong. Silence, you're on the side of the oppressor. Yes. So. I would say uh, if you're unsure about something or, cur- or if you're curious about something, uh, maybe, and do this delicately, uh, but if you have a friend that's a person of color uh, or, you know, a resource where someone is, who someone's maybe running a meeting or facilitating a seminar or something that's a person of color, ask people what they think and be open to that dialogue Hmm. in all of my free time besides my day job and organizing pride i also sit on a uh on a with another nonprofit that does support meetings for the lgbtq community and we i remember this uh there was a roundtable discussion of uh, group leaders from different areas of the country and we all got together trying to help each other solve problems and there was one group in particular who was uh based out of the midwest and it was an older white cis gay male, uh, and he couldn't understand why. He was trying to reach the POC community to, to run his support meetings for them, and he couldn't understand why no one was coming to his meetings. And when I say no one, I mean he meant people of color. He really mm-hmm. wanted to reach them, but they would never come. And so I started asking questions. What are you doing? How are you trying to reach them? Have you talked to anyone? And he would run his meetings out of an auxiliary room in a police department in a neighborhood that had no bus service um, (laughs) immediately like after 5 p.m. when most people were getting off of work. And he was, it's not, it wasn't out of like some malintent. He truly was clueless, but he was open to the conversation. And I, I took the time to politely explain why all of those decisions might be a really bad idea if you're trying your target community is people of color mm-hmm. like every single decision you made is something that a person of color would not be comfortable with like we don't work nine to five jobs we typically take the bus or public transit sometimes we have kids and i don't want to go to a fucking police station if even as me like who like i don't have a record like i again i don't i haven't killed a butterfly ever in my life i don't want to go to a police station i'm uncomfortable around police officers at the end of the day i don't want to go to a police station for a support meeting to talk about being gay like that's the worst thing i (laughs) the last thing i would do so (laughs) my point is uh be open to conversations seek opinion of others uh appropriate conversations uh when you can um and just be open to listening to feedback from other people Okay, speaking of being open to feedback from other people, we can include this or not. This is specifically for Xander. I think uh, Mike said that you told him that uh, you like the podcast, but we get some things wrong. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell us about what we get wrong (laughs) or not? Up to you. Um, So I was supposed to do homework and write down all the things that I remembered you guys did wrong, (laughs) but I forgot to do that. Okay, no, I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm not. Spill the tea. (laughs) So the main one that I was talking about was your boobs episode, and I don't remember exactly what you guys were talking about, but it was when you were talking about binders. Oh, okay. Um. And yeah, I, I don't exactly remember what it was. It was something that wasn't, 
any person that wants a binder will do the research and know that whatever the statement was was wrong. That's mm-hmm. why I don't remember exactly what oh, it was because okay. it was something so minute that it was like, oh, that's funny mm-hmm. because it was just that type of, it, it wasn't. I mean, we definitely imply that there are trans guys out there that have no idea what they're doing and are doing dumb things with their boobs. Yes, right? yes, yes, and yes. Like that's, yes. Yeah, and those and things were right with yeah. like duct taping and saran wrap. All that is wrong. There are plenty all of... All that is wrong meaning don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't, don't, no... Di- there are binders out there that are like $30 a pop. Mm-hmm. Um, What's it? Um, I've heard people say... Easy. That- I've heard people say they get uh, multiple sports bras and wear those. I never did that because as a trans guy, I didn't want to buy a bra. Mm -hmm. So I bought something specific to me. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't buy it. I made them Christmas gifts from different family members. So I had different family members buy me two of each binder. That's really um, awesome. Because I didn't have the money. I was a full-time student, but I knew that I needed binders. So I talked to my mom and my uncle and was like, hey, I need these binders. They're $30 a piece. And I told them each to get me two. And my mom, who is overdoes everything, got me four. Aww. But I know it was great. I loved it. I used them all. <laughs> um, but I mean, there there's so many different types of binders. There's so, you have to figure out what's best for you. If you have kind of a chubby stomach, don't get a half one. Um, I have a full one that's almost like a, a straight up t-shirt, like an Under Armour type thing. But yeah. Hmm. Well, um, yeah, if you hear you, Xander, or anyone else that is listening and hear us fuck something up, um, especially on issues that are people that we are not, send us a text message at 585, wait, fuck, you always do this, 585-542-9474, standard rate supply, and we are very open to those and we'll give corrections. Wait, you forgot for someone, Linda. though. Uh, if you're a white lady named Linda who's homophobic. <laughs> yes. So sorry, don't Linda. Don't need Please that kind of feedback. Corrections. Oh, wait. No, don't. <laughs> sorry. Stop being you. Okay. Linda. You guys just can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Nicholson called it. What was her number again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, moving on. So should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> this is a part where my kid can't <laughs> That's fantastic. (laughs) This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Okay, I got my straight thing. Can I ask it? it? What? Are we back? We're back! (laughs) We're back! (laughs) Good job. That's fantastic. This is the second time in a row someone else has asked Mike if we're back, and I love it because he surprises me sometimes. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. um, We're going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest, but first. Ah, shit. We didn't ask y'all to. Okay. I I said they could. Oh, that's true. If y'all had any anything you want to plug, promote, you want people to find you, not find you, whatever it is, now's your time. So, uh, Jake. I have nothing. Nothing. You, great. <laughs> find find Jake in person if you are Don't lucky. find me. Don't find Jake. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably hate me. <laughs> But I'll probably hate you more. (laughs) I'm kidding. I have a morbid sense of humor. God. And a deep hatred of humanity. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's been a letdown so far. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Kevin. (laughs) 
Um, stalk me on Instagram <laughs> underscore Hey Kev. Um, and you've, we've talked about the Seattle Pride Parade. Oh yeah, I guess and we should, like all the. I guess we could talk about that too. Sure, sure, uh, sure. So if you're in Seattle or nearby, Seattle Pride Parade Sunday, June thirtieth, uh, downtown Seattle. Come find me. I'll be drunk in a corner crying. <laughs> That doesn't really narrow it down. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, that's my type. <laughs> so. Did I mention I'm single? Oh, okay. Hey, have some rosé. <laughs> Let's see those tears. No, um, Xander? Um, so I'm Xander with an X. If you want to find me, join the Facebook group and just go through all those people. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only Xander with an X. Uh, also, to piggyback on your intro, I'm also 31 and single. Oh. Yes. If anyone's looking to date. You we know, got a couple but, candidates going on here. But right, don't right. tell me you're into trans guys because I will quickly block you. Okay. okay. I'm into your personality. <laughs> that will actually get you a conversation. <laughs> Hashtag hints. <laughs> Uh, our website is gayishpodcast.com. All of our social media is at gayishpodcast or slash gayishpodcast. It is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Our hotline. You can leave us text messages or voicemails unless you're Linda. It's 5855-GAYISH. <laughs> That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. And our email address is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it uh, is. Join our Facebook group if you want to chat with Xander. This is Xander with an X. With an X. Okay, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's start with Kyle and go clockwise around the table just to make it super easy. Is that all right? Okay, yes. Uh, my, uh, I, Mike and I, again, I never know how much logistics we need to go into are recording two episodes in a row, so I still just... I mentioned on the last episode I hung out with my dad. I still just hung out with my dad uh, this weekend, so... Uh, my straightest thing is when we were at the hotel we were staying in, he turned on ESPN and we watched ESPN oh. in the hotel for a couple hours. A couple hours? Mm-hmm. Do you even know what you watched? We watched. <laughs> good, good question. Fair question. We watched track and field. Oh, so you're watching the guys. <laughs> he, well, what happened to be on was women's track and field oh. which is so far away from things i care about that i couldn't even like he like he just likes any he uh, grew up as a did uh pole vaulting and he cares about that sorry on the facebook group somebody posted this clip of this boy uh it's it's football practice they're doing like like you know spring training or whatever and he's not wearing shorts over his tights. He's just practicing in tights. Sweet Lord. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Join the Facebook group for that. <laughs> um, okay, my gayest thing is being at the zoo. Just, I use a lot of metaphors. Lit, the literal zoo um, with animals. Like, just going around and, like, seeing animals... But fucking. So not Club Z. <laughs> they were not, not Club Z. Been there. Not this weekend. <laughs> but like seeing bears and like not, I was taking a picture of, which I posted to Instagram of like, bears just want to have fun. And I was like, this is funny. And I took a picture and my dad was like, why are you taking that picture? And I was like, okay, let's tell you some things. You know, like just being at the zoo is just an enjoyable gay experience that uh, straight people might not understand. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin, what do you think? All right, so I'll start with my straightest thing. It's not very exciting, but I was very excited about it. So my dryer broke. 
which is an issue because I do laundry almost every day. I'm a psycho. And I didn't want to call my landlord because he would raise my rent. Uh, which is illegal. It is, but we live in Seattle. Mm. All right, go ahead. Yeah, oh. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but I fixed it on my own. I took apart the electrical thing and the fuse was blowing. <laughs> I'm already excited. <laughs> and I figured out, I ordered a new fuse off the internet. I Google schematics. I put the new fuse in. I might have broken a few things. Might have gotten shocked yep. here and there. Yeah, yeah. However, it now works, and I can do laundry again, and there is a lovely load in my dryer as we speak. <laughs> That's a really weird way to explain this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Are there dryer sheets in there, too, what? with that load? There's a lovely Always use protection. Lavender load. scented. Uh, and my gayest thing is I was clubbing with my friend Linda a couple weeks ago. Not the same Linda that left us hate mail. Mm-mm, different Linda. Different Linda. This is pasta lady Linda. Apparently, like most of her followers are gay men, so y'all probably know who she is. Uh, she's going through a divorce, so we went out to a wine bar and killed about four bottles of rosé, and then went clubbing at our place. Met some hot guys from Salt Lake City. Almost ended up in three way, mm-hmm. but then one of them had a nervous panic attack, and they ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. So it was an almost gay thing, but did the really. other one say it's not you, it's him? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> oh goodness. Okay, uh Jake. Okay, uh my gayest thing. I hit a home run. Why is that the gayest? Cuz it was in gay softball. Yeah. And um I feel like when we say straightest in gayest things we automatically assume that is masculine and feminine so um i play sports and i hit a home run and that is my gayest thing because i was playing gay softball with a whole bunch of homosexuals (laughs) 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 my straightest thing this week was uh, i sucked my boyfriend's dick which a lot of straight females do so more than gay more than gay males so (laughs) I mean, I didn't yep. suck any dicks, and I'm real mad about it. I'm so, sorry. yeah. Very sorry. Mike, let's go to our place. Our place? <laughs> <laughs> and you were concerned about my tequila drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the straightest thing about me this week uh, my neighbor, Jeremy, uh, came over the other night and showed me a million little dicky videos, which I did not know who this was. Anybody? The rapper. Yeah. The rapper, Little Dicky. I had no idea who this was. I only know I, now because no? Mike showed me several Lil Dicky videos. Oh. I just I get the impression that because because it's me and this straight guy next door, like totally devouring the whole catalog of this rapper I'd never heard of, that just made me feel really broy and Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh but he also the, talks about like a lot of his songs are like he oh, talks my about dick and I'm fucking penises a chicken. lot. I'm like, yeah. yeah. But like yeah. Uh, and then the uh, the gayest thing about me this week, he has a new video about the Earth, and I can't watch it and not cry, which might be about my medication. Don't know, but like it's just this. I know like, it's definitely your medication. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't, you didn't want to cry about that. No, fine. <laughs> Fuck you. Fine. It's all about like we're killing the Earth, and maybe we shouldn't. And like, I mean, we are. We, we are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Xander. So, uh, my straightest this week was I had a mental breakdown. 
Yeah. I um I had a breakdown and it's straightest because I couldn't talk to anybody about it. Oh, like yeah. all of my friends and everybody, I did one of those posts on Facebook, one of those like anonymous like not anonymous. Were but, you uh, vague booking? Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. I was vague booking. <laughs> okay, okay. Um and a couple people caught it. Most people didn't because I normally don't do face I don't do social media at all. Um, but that was my straightest, my little breakdown for no reason. Like my life is good, so I shouldn't be breaking down. Um, my gayest was that I met Mike at Queer Trivia and I fangirled my ass off. Like when I was introduced, I almost couldn't speak and then I went and had a couple more drinks and came back. <laughs> And was like, oh my God, let me tell you how great your podcast is. Like, it just makes me feel like all these feelings inside. Like, oh my God. So yes, that was my gayest. Although you kind of came back up later with like a, and another thing, look on your face. And I was like, what is going to happen? And then it was lovely. I was going to say, but it was good stuff. That was, yeah, it was, it was, that really was awesome. after a couple of drinks when I came back and was like, and another thing, yeah. you're amazing. Aww. Like, it was very, Yes. Uh, so that's it. A special thank you this week to y'all, Xander Hurley, Kevin Tuvey, and Jake Leon Guerrero for being here. Really, really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, no problem. Well, thanks for having yeah, I, couldn't, I didn't want to speak for other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I second that. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, yeah, thanks to... Rosé for keeping me going. Yeah. Thank you, Linda, for giving me a good laugh. Oh, Thanks Linda. To, uh, Linda. Thanks. Yeah. All the Lindas out there. <laughs> for every Linda. <laughs> all Lindas. We love you all. <laughs> uh, this has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. Bye. The music's playing right now, so there's like... Mike, are you ready? We're waiting on me, then, apparently, and half of oh, Kevin. So then, it's, okay. Yeah, shut up. Thank you. YouTube, I can't tell you to shut up. I don't know you well enough. Oh. Okay, shut up.